Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had our guest on, Mr. Brian Rust, rustquinnandgift.com. For over 50 years, Brian has been helping folks understand and get involved with precious metals constitutional currency if you will gold and silver um, if you want an honest man in the coin business rustcoinandgift.com is your answer we talked about the honest money report talked about the current spot price of gold and silver we talked about the mark levin radio program interview with attorney lynn wood president trump will be reelected, says lynn wood CDC reveals hospitals now counted pneumonia and heart attacks as part of the COVID-19 death rate. Also counting patients that died from serious pre-existing conditions. Okay, they're calling it all COVID deaths. So you can't trust them, folks. All the numbers are fake. Okay, the tests are bogus and unreliable. The list goes on and on. But they continue to use this to push for their tyrannical agenda. We talked about a Linwood bombshell, Linwood well-known attorney, irrefutable evidence of fraud in Georgia. Wow. They, he says that Donald Trump won in a 70% landslide. Now all you got to do, Lynn and Sydney, is prove it. I'm optimistic about America, right, Star, Star Parker? Amen to that. Second hour, we had on Mr. Pete Sapp, president of National Taxpayers Union. We talked about the NTU vote alert. Representatives should oppose the National Apprenticeship Act. We also talked about the IRS should expand DCFSA flexibility. What do you call that? They say it should be uh, expanded to virtual education expenses. New watchdog report sends a signal to Congress. Keep top Pentagon officials on, focused on spending reform. Yeah. I guess the Senate takes stop, their strong stop in stepping uh, up to stop the 5G monetization plans. So we'll keep an eye on that ball for you. We also talked about a Cambridge virologist, Dr. Roger Hopkinson. Lockdowns and masks are the greatest hoax ever. Yeah. It's just hysteria. 
by the politicians and the media folks, writes Art Moore, WND.com. Major peer-reviewed study finds masks don't work. What happens to taxation, either under the Trump administration or the Biden administration? Yesterday, Pete Sepp broke that down in detail for you. James Dobson, quote, Biden regime would bring moral depravity. He's right on that. But we also asked Pete Sepp, is he optimistic about America? He said, absolutely. So there's a lot of people optimistic about America. I know we have serious, serious problems in the country and around the world for that matter. I know we live in perilous times. I get all that. But a lot of us are very positive on America. I maintain America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. Is it perfect? Far from. But I also know that it's brought more freedom to more people in the history of the world than anywhere. And I know some people would say, you know, (laughs) we're all slaves and, you know, you just feel free. You just kind of have this misnomer of, uh, you know, this idea that you're kind of under a soft slavery. But nevertheless, you're controlled and everybody in the world always has been. You know what? To some degree, there's some truth to that. We all live under governments and we all make compromises and we all uh, live in less than a perfect scenario according to our own viewpoints, etc. But uh, you know what? I believe the most important freedom is our religious freedom. To believe as we choose, to worship as we wish. I know that's being seriously curtailed right now. Religious freedom in America seems to be uh, on the altar for the burning. They want to make a great effigy out of religion and just burn it to the ground. But they won't get it done, folks. Look, man, they've been fighting the fight to shut down the believers in God ever since we've been put on the planet by Almighty God. Okay? The battle is on. And some would say, Sam, if you put it into a religious or biblical matrix, it just shows how, you know, controlled you are. Uh, you're still living in the matrix. Reject that. It isn't about God or Satan. Or, And my response to those folks would say this. You can pretend you're outside the reality that there is no God or that God isn't significant in his role. You can deny truth, but truth shall make you free. The truth is there is a God. The truth is he's not a deist. He didn't set the, the world up like a wind-up clock and then let it go or a spin toy and set, set it a spin and then walk away onto bigger and better or other things that captures his attention. He isn't a deist. God is a perfect being. We are created in his image. We are the literal offspring, the sons and daughters of God, and he is real, and he is the author of our liberty, and he has given us commandments not to restrict us or control us, but to allow us to live by eternal principles. And when we obey eternal law and live by eternal principles in our mortal tabernacles of clay, you know what? We can live after the manner of happiness. All right, we can uh, uh, employ the plan of happiness to our benefit. Living in families, the fundamental unit of society, turning to our God, realizing that God has greater authority and power than government, realizing that God is the author of our liberty and the giver of blessings. Those are things that we can do. And I would submit to anybody who rejects those notions, you know, obey the principles that God lays out, the Ten Commandments for starters. And see if your life is not safer and better as a result. If it is, embrace it. Okay? Plant this seed of hope for goodness. And then live according to the plan of happiness, keeping the commandments of God, and see if it does not bless your life and bless the lives of those around you. Okay? 
And the more you understand and feel of its goodness, embrace more, promote more, get involved more. And God will lead you from principle to principle, precept to precept. And as you keep his commandments, he will bless you with greater light and knowledge. And I know those who aren't as religious as I am will just say, Sam, you, you know, I, I, I agree with you on a lot of things. But, you know, on that, I just think you're you're off. You're not right. You can think that if you choose. But I submit to you that I <clears throat> I would say this. We accept all the good that you have everywhere. Different religions, not religion, not religious, whatever you want to say. Bring all the good you can. And see if we can add unto it, okay? I bring all this up and spend so much time with that lead-in on purpose because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a prophet of God on the earth today. His name is Russell M. Nelson. And uh, Russell M. Nelson says this, the challenges we face as fellow global citizens are immense, but our ability to feel hope and seek healing in Jesus Christ remains strong. And then he says, join me. And then he says on uh, November 20th, please join me for a special message of hope and healing on November 20th. That's today, ladies and gentlemen, at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. So what's that, four hours, a little less than four hours away? And uh, it doesn't matter if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not. He wants this message to go to everybody in the world. And I, as far as I understand, he's supposed to talk for about 11 minutes. Not very long. But what I want people to do is I want you to listen to his message and see if it doesn't give you hope. If it doesn't give you some courage and encouragement. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I want you to, to, to pay attention to it and see if it doesn't benefit you somehow some way bring you more peace bring you more comfort bring you more stability it's a little experiment y'all can try how's that i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna block out my schedule and do nothing at 11 o'clock today except for watch the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints he's known as the president of the church he's also known as the prophet the lord's mouthpiece on the earth uh in the viewpoint of the members of the church uh he's the chief apostle is another way to say it Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is patterned after the original church the Savior set up in Jerusalem. And so he's the uh, chief apostle, as Peter was in days of old, if you will. But his name is Russell M. Nelson, and he will be speaking today. If you want to learn more, Church of Jesus Christ, thechurchofjesuschrist.org, and you can learn more about it. But I suggest you conduct an experiment. Does it improve your life to pay attention to it? I'm not saying you've got to join us. Many people think we're in a cult. I understand. Uh, but I would submit to you that, you know what? <clears throat> Try a grand old experiment. Spend 11 minutes on it. Certainly you can't be dr drawn into a cult in 11 minutes, right? All right. So listen to it. Check it out. See if it doesn't improve your life in some way. That would be my plea. All right. Quick pause. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby on your radio. It is a Freedom Loving Fantastic Friday. We're taking America back. That's for sure. It's a faith-filled Friday as well. God, family, and country is where it's at, ladies and gentlemen.
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Trump campaign holds press conference in Washington, D.C. It was huge. It was long. It was contentious. And it all happened yesterday. Kurt, did you watch it? Not all. I mean, I just got to see some of it. It was pretty long, an hour and a half or so. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I heard some of it. Uh, Rush uh, had... Um, parts of it on his program he didn't uh, you know it wasn't just streamed completely because of the breaks that were necessary Uh, but um uh the one lady that i hadn't been aware of uh i thought you know really had some good stuff uh yeah uh were you familiar with her Uh, jenna ellis no i don't know much about her she's like uh what an advisor or whatever well, yeah, one of the attorneys, as far as I understand, uh, there, and so she was with uh, um, Powell and uh, Giuliani as well. And uh, you know, this yeah, you lady, got Powell, uh, you've got uh, Giuliani, Lynn, uh, you've got Woods, Jenna, you know. you've got Linwood, you've got all kinds of people. Uh, and but anyway, it was very long. Do you have any summary uh, points from it? We can't play it all; it's just too long. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it to you or anything just thinking of yeah no but it's too long too much yeah you know for me i'd have to listen to an hour and a half and then i'd have to spend all the time editing it and everything else it's just you know and the problem is this there's not a whole lot of new claims in that hour and a half are there kurt well um i would say uh you know i mean it's just a good little outline all right i get it but are there anything is there anything Uh, new in it that we didn't already know because we've been reporting on this for quite a while right right um, 
the one thing would be uh, what the lady uh, explained, you know, the new one. Um, I'm just trying to find her info here. But uh, where she explained how the Constitution uh, outlines uh, specifically when there's problems like that, how it's supposed to be taken care of. And she cited uh, the uh, um, Federalist Papers uh, on it, and I thought that was... Uh, you know, useful information, you know, good, uh, not that, not that everybody's, I guess her last name's Ellis, uh, That's but right, anyway, Ellis. Um, and, but she uh, explained how that was all supposed to happen. Yeah, uh, and she's right on the point on that, know, Kurt, by the way. Yeah, and uh, I, I think very few people understand that. Yeah, um, and I think the mainstream press ignored all that, sad to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could tell by the reaction at the end of the conference, right? Well, of course, they're... You know, Giuliani had to argue with these people, and they had to make all kinds of false claims and try to set the stage for abusive questioning, and Giuliani did a pretty good job shutting them down. Yeah. Just saying, hey, you're not even interested in getting the information. However, here's the problem, and and, and I've said that Trump is going to lose this one, and I pray, pray, pray that I'm wrong, but there's a reason that I'm saying this. All hands are against Trump, bar the very few. So we're standing up for Trump. Lynn Woods is standing up for Trump, or Lynn Wood. Sidney Powell is. I think they're straight shooting good people. Giuliani, I question. But nevertheless, the reason that I say this is this. All right, the two Republicans on Wayne County's elections board, all right, those are the ones who changed their votes to certify the county's results, okay? Turns out they changed their vote, Kurt, behind closed doors, and they did because they were promised that an audit would take place. So they said, all right, we'll certify it based on an audit would take place. But here's the problem. When you compromise with the devil, Kurt, it never goes well, okay? So why would you certify something and then say, but leave it based on an audit? If you need an audit, then it's not certifiable. Okay. What I would say is I will certify it after the audit, maybe. If I believe the audit is genuine and legitimate, then I'll, you know. But what happened is these Republicans got deceived or pressured or forced or I don't know because, again, the video was off, right? We don't even know what happened. We just know they changed their votes and they doubled down and they certified the county's results. But they did it, they claim, on a condition. Now they're reneging on the condition, Kurt. And so now yeah, the, uh, these two people that voted, first they said, no, we don't want to certify the results. We think there's problems here. Then behind closed doors, they said, okay, we'll certify it if you conduct an audit. Now they've come out and changed their vote back and said, we're not certifying the audit because we were promised an audit. And now we are misled by the Democratic vice chair who made a promise and now breaking the promise already. So now we rescind our votes. Okay. Yeah, there's but, a lot of. But um, here's the problem. Go ahead. This is where mm-hmm. everybody caves and everybody, you know, turns tail and run and melts down. And that's why I say that Trump won't win. You can't win when your side is divided. You can't win when everybody caves on your behalf. You can't win when people just shut down, melt down, and betray you. And that's really the problem that I see here, Kurt. Yeah, I guess there are two. The two individuals are Palmer and Hartman. Uh, 
said that when they discovered, this is according to World Net Daily, when they discovered these state officials would not honor the audit, they had no choice but to rescind their votes. Uh, they also said, the board members said they were bullied and misled. Uh, comments uh, made accusations of racism and threatened me and members of my family, Palmer said in her affidavit. So, and this um, is a point that Giuliani made, Giuliani made yesterday so succinctly, Kurt. Hey, attorneys are jumping off of, of Trump's bandwagon. You want to know why? Because their families are being threatened, man. Thugs are ready to, like, kill people over this, Kurt. Yep. And Giuliani very, very appropriately articulated this to the media. Hey, you people are evil. And you people are going to kill people. People are jumping off this not because they don't believe, not because they don't have evidence, but because they don't want to die. They don't want their wives and children dead or their husbands and children for that matter. Okay, These two Republicans, who in my opinion waffled and should have held strong in the first place, but now they're crying foul going, oh my gosh, behind the scenes they twisted our arms and lied and called us racist and threatened our families. And But now we have no proof of it because the video's off. Right, Kurt? Well, yeah. So now you just have yeah, another couple of Republicans that are just, yeah, but now you just have a couple of Republican, you know, conspiracy theorists who waffle that aren't to be trusted, right? I think they're to be trusted. Well, they man. betrayed us and voted for it behind closed doors. I wouldn't well, trust those if guys. If you put yourself, in the, put yourself in the same situation and you find yourself in the jaws of the lion, you don't just punch him in the nose. Well, some uh, do. I think you, yeah, that's right. Sydney okay. is. Well, uh, I would say that she is, uh, you know, carefully uh, using her, uh, you know, uh, her ways of going about it, you know, uh, very well. And I, I wouldn't say she's beating up anybody. Uh, she's just uh, no, but calling she's, on she's the, standing strong. I'm not suggesting that these two Republicans beat up anybody either. I'm merely saying they shouldn't have agreed or capitulated to, you know, allegations of racism and, and all these things. Now, I'm not here to trash these two Republicans. Yeah. Okay, I get it. And I might have done, you know, hey, if I'm forced to by threat of my family being in harm's way, I might do the same thing. Kurt, your point's well taken. But that illustrates my point about how evil this cabal and how pervasive it really is. You know who got these two Republicans to capitulate behind closed doors? Well, the uh, guys that were surrounding them. Yeah, but who's surrounding you know, them? The is Democrats it Democrats? And, no, well, it's Republicans. Yeah, are you sure, Sam? Well, not that I read. I mean, as far as I knew, there were two Democrats and two Republicans. That's right. And, and course, so we can't know because there's no recording and it's to, behind closed doors and we don't know. Yeah, so why do you say who was around them? Uh, because there's two Democrats maybe, and two Republicans. And you want to just say it's Democrats. I want to say it's both. Well, it's the swamp. I mean, the well, swamp I, is around these people, the people who don't want Trump to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Right now, those two, uh, I commend them, by the way, for changing their vote or saying we were betrayed and dishonest and swearing out affidavits. I commend them for their stance, Kurt. I don't think they should have waffled in the first place. Did you're, you see the report? Where you're the right. I might have waffled them. too, but I'm, I'm saying they should not have waffled, and I'm commending them for their stance, Kurt. No, go ahead. I saw somewhere a report where it said that the president had called him and, um, you know, thanked him for their efforts or whatever. Well, that's nice, and he should, and they're right. I didn't. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't see it. So I'm not doubting these people. I'm just saying I might have caved too, 
But if I did cave and get pressured and, and, and I did let fear or abuse overcome me, and then I did change my mind and stand tall, I think it's fair to say, hey, we shouldn't have cracked in the first place. And I might have too. I mean, I get it. I also get that they need protection. We're starting to now have Sidney Powell and Giuliani and, and Lynn Woods and others say that some of these people are seeking and getting protection and bodyguards and things through this thing. Yep. Sad to say that needs to happen. The corruption is so pervasive. The question is, how big is it? Can we overturn it? If enough of us stand, we absolutely can. I'm just fearful enough of us won't stand. Tucker Carlson just turned on us. Tell you about that in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The Centers for Disease Control is asking Americans not to travel for the Thanksgiving holiday. The CDC said the reasoning for the new guideline was the one million new cases of coronavirus in the last week. The agency says the safest way to celebrate the holidays is with the people in your household until a vaccine is widely available. The White House Coronavirus Task Force is also asking people to follow public health measures until those vaccines are available. Vice President Mike Pence said that the administration is well-equipped for the fight against the virus. With PPE and medical supplies and equipment that are available to the American people, with the medicines and the therapeutics, and very soon the vaccines that are available, America has never been more prepared to combat this virus than we are today. At that press conference, Dr. Anthony Fauci also expressed the importance of continuing to wear a mask, washing your hands, and socially distancing. This is USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Elections officials in Georgia have released the results of their hand recount of ballots in the presidential election. The numbers released Thursday have former Vice President Joe Biden ahead of President Trump by about 13,000 votes. At a press conference Thursday, Trump campaign attorney Rudy Giuliani said a new lawsuit will be filed Friday in Georgia over the signature verification process for absentee ballots. So, for example, the recount being done in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again because they wouldn't supply the signatures to match the ballots. So it means nothing. Georgia is legally required to certify the results of its election by Friday. And as one recount is completed, another will soon begin. Elections officials in Wisconsin have ordered a recount of two of the state's largest counties. The recount of more than 800,000 votes in Milwaukee and Dane counties will begin on Friday. 
Those counties have until December 1st to complete the job. Former Vice President Joe Biden is currently up about 20,000 votes in that state. This is USA Radio News. Oh, before I get to the uh, Tucker Carlson betrayal, Lindsey Graham betrayed us as well. Yeah, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, I'm not surprised of his betrayal. He's been part of the swamp forever. Lindsey Graham said that he would urge President Donald Trump to share intelligence briefings with President-elect Joe Biden. That's according to Newsweek. I don't think we should share anything with Joe Biden, Kurt. Joe Biden's nothing but a candidate. He has not won yet. He is not president-elect. That is a whole lie narrative. Okay? The president-elect got elected four years ago and is elected through January what? 20th? Noon? All right. Now you could say, well, wait a minute. What happens if we prove that, you know, Biden won? That's fine. Then he's the president-elect to be. But until he's inaugurated, Kurt, the election's not complete, and he doesn't have authority and power, and he's not the president at all, first of all. Secondly, we still haven't even certified the votes in any state. We certainly haven't had the Electoral College vote. We haven't carried out the constitutional provisions required in America, in a constitutional republic, to have the president appropriately replaced. Okay, so I don't want to hear this bogus viewpoint from Lindsey Graham, part of the swamp, or anybody else. I don't know why we would share intelligence briefings with Biden. Why would we do that? In fact, it would be a national security breach. Uh, And especially if Biden and his son Hunter are as tied to China as we believe. And as tied to some of this criminal activity, criminal behavior as we've been told. Which president-elect in his right mind would share that information with uh, Joe Biden? What should be happening is we should you be... You mean which president, right? You said which president-elect, but you mean which No, president, president Trump which... is president-elect. Well, he's president, Sam. Yeah, president he's also president-elect. President. Well, I, I don't even think that's a term that ought to be used myself. Well, who's president-elect then, Kurt? I don't think there's a president-elect. There's just a president. I thought we elected and Trump in 2016. Another... Well, he's the... President. Yep, the inaugurated elected president. President elected. President elect, right? I know they try to use this word to try to get you to transfer power sooner than is authorized and to try to manipulate votes by terms and phrases and stuff like that, slogans. Uh, I agree. He's the president of the United States of America. And he's inaugurated and he's elected. Therefore, he's elect. Uh, Nevertheless, we can debate what president-elect means till the cows come home. They want you to believe it means the next guy in secession that supposedly won the popular vote. See, that's a democracy, Kurt. I don't believe in that at all. The only president we've elected is Donald Trump. Nevertheless, I commend the uh, Wayne County folks who have decided to stand tall. I was a little concerned when they waffled behind the scenes, but it shows how evil the swamp really is. And I'm disappointed in South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. But Fox News' Tucker Carlson betrayed us too, Kurt. Fox News' Tucker Carlson says Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell has failed, refused to show 
evidence to her claims. Okay. Do you want to respond to Tucker on this first? Yeah, I watched this. Um, in my opinion, uh, he's a little bit wet here, but this is what happens. Um, um, he said he made several requests for interviews and, uh, you know, asked her for the uh, evidence, if you will, and that kind of thing and, and had not received it. Um, and um, then because of that, you know, he's, uh, you know, basically saying, hey, there's, uh, you know, uh, must not be, you know, um, the facts must not be there or something like that. Yeah, so here's and what he says. I would simply say, oh, go ahead, sir. He says, we took Sidney Powell seriously. We had no intention of fighting with her. That's a weird statement. Why would you even think of having a t um, intention of fighting with her? But he says that, which is weird, Carlson said on Thursday. We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not? So we invited her on the show. We would have given her the full hour. We would have given her the whole week, actually, and listened patiently the whole time. It's that big of a story, says Tucker. But she never sent any evidence. Not a page, Carlson says. When we kept pressing, she got angry and stopped, told us to stop contacting her. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, people in positions of authority told us how she hasn't sent evidence to them either. Nor did she provide any today at the press conference. That means yesterday. Powell said during a press conference on Thursday that communist money sent through Venezuela, Cuba, and possibly China was used to interfere with our 2020 elections. She said that the Dominion voting systems and its software, which serves about American or about 40% of American voters, according to the Wall Street Journal, was created at the direction of former Venezuela, Hugo Chavez, and it goes on and on and on. All right, but here's why I'm a, uh, I don't want to say attacking, but I'm refuting Tucker Carlson's claims here. I think he's dishonest. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, see, that's a desire to try to make the statement sound legitimate. But they say, well, we haven't been re received the evidence either. Nor did she provide any today at the press conference. But let me stop you there for a second and rewind to 2000. They gave Gore 30 plus days. They didn't badger Gore and team every single hour, not to mention every single day, every single hour for all the pay dirt. Okay, Sydney has explained very carefully, in detail, look, the Dominion software is what caused a lot of this, and we're going to be able to prove it. We're gathering the information. It's coming through so fast, it's like a fire hose. And so you know what? You've got to give her time to assemble that evidence. You don't just waltz into court and go, hey, judge, I got the goods, you know? Okay, these things require protocol. Judges have to um, have things submitted timely. And you've got to assemble evidence so as to not make mistakes. Because if you don't get something submitted per proper form, in time, ahead of time, whatever words you want to use, then you know what? It gets dismissed. Or if you don't dot all the I's and cross the T's, they'll throw it out. Okay? And so when you're trying to document something as complicated as that goes through country to country, where people have literally tried to cover up the tracks for decades, okay, you need some time. All right, specifically, Powell said the voting software used by Dominion 
has the ability to flip votes from Trump to Biden. Then Tucker says, we haven't seen any evidence of flipping. Powell says that algorithm was probably run over the country to take a certain percent, take it from Trump, give it to Biden. All right. She says the election was rigged by communist money. And the scheme devised by the late Hugo Chavez. Powell said that the legal efforts will prove that Trump won by a landslide. All right. Now, Carlson says Powell's claims, if true, would amount to the greatest single crime in American history. Well, I disagree with that. I think it was the Federal Reserve. But Powell did say that electronic voting is dangerous. And Tucker's like, I agree with that. But she never demonstrated that a single actual vote was moved legitimately by that software. Tucker, let me just stop you there, my friend. You think you're the court of law, don't you? You think you're the decision maker, and if you are so full of yourself that you think we need to run it by you, and if it doesn't pass the Tucker test, then it doesn't count. What Sidney Powell is wisely doing, like any good worth their salt attorney would do, is she is holding back and saying, I'm getting all the diets, all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed. We're assembling the data. It's coming so fast, it's crazy. We're making sure the witnesses check out. We're doing our due diligence. In fact, um, a lot of times prosecutions ask for months to get their act together on this stuff. We haven't even given her days yet. Okay, this is an unfair, dishonest media drive-by assassination of all things holy on this one. Okay, shame on you, Tucker. Okay, she says, he says, maybe Sidney Powell will come forward soon on this on how exactly that happened. Maybe she will. We're certainly hopeful that she will. Okay, Tucker, your show is not the litmus test, buddy, or litmus test. Your show is not the sale. You are not the court, my friend. We don't need to trot out the trot out the evidence on your show like Humpty Dumpty ready for the great fall of the case. That would be ignorant. Ask any attorney if I'm right on this. Okay, she is wisely saying, look, there is evidence. We've made our allegations. You and the media can hear our allegations, and we'll give you enough of the evidence to give you the claims, which is we believe that software has been created to cheat the people. We believe that dead people have voted. We believe that uh, all kinds of uh, late ballots have shown up without custody of ballot. We believe all these different things. They've told you this, Tucker. But what you need to do now is give them a chance to deliver in court. If they do that and it fails, now you might have a statement to make that she doesn't have the evidence she claims she has. But you can't circumvent the courts and suggest that now. Shame on you. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. 
The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, so I submit to you that Tucker Carlson thinks way too much of himself. He's got to step back. He's got to not think he's the ultimate decision maker. He is not the courts, ladies and gentlemen. America has checks and balances for a reason. Now, he can express his opinion that, hey, I haven't seen the evidence. They won't give me the evidence, and so I don't believe it. He can express that. I've expressed the opinion that I think that Trump's going to lose. I can express that. This is America, not China. But let me tell you what you can't do. You can't use the media to circumvent the process. Okay, and this is why I brought up the question, when should Trump let go of this? When should Trump capitulate and say, hey, okay, Biden won? And the answer is not until Biden wins. Okay, Trump has every right. In fact, he has a duty, I would submit. He has an obligation to do his very best to ensure honest, fair, open, transparent elections. All right. When should President Trump back away from vote fraud reality and capitulate? Only when he has no other legal appropriate remedy. Because I don't want to go to violence. Right? Is it all right if I comment on the Tucker thing? Sure. I just don't want to, uh, you know, miss that part. Um, so on the Tucker thing, I know that um, uh, occasionally we get to kind of feeling a little bit like he does where. We think, hey, man, we invited them on our air and we'd like to have them, you know, uh, right here and that kind of stuff. But the fact is, you know, nobody can be everywhere. And uh, and even Sidney Powell, who's an amazing lawyer, I think, and with amazing uh, credentials and all that kind of stuff, she can't do everything. And I, I liked what she had to say at the uh, press event yesterday where she says, uh, uh well, they claim that uh, they have evidence that as many as 7 million votes were flipped or awarded to Biden through a code in electronic voting machines. Then this quote from her, this is heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in any way, shape, or form. And I want the American people to know, public to know right now that we will not be intimidated uh, I'm sure that means that they have been, you know, people have been trying to intimidate him. Uh, then she goes on, she says, American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to highest 
level of our government, and we're going to take this country back. We're going to clean this mess up now. I pray she's right. Trump. Now, let me tell you a little story. I'm almost to the part about Tucker. Before we get to Tucker, though, that relates to your point about Tucker might be mad because he wants her on air and everything else. We've had Sidney Powell on the program before. I have her personal phone number and email address, Kurt. And I reached out to Sydney to come on the program, and she has not got back to me. Okay? So I could go off and say, oh, Sydney doesn't have the information. She won't even get back to me. But see, I think, as you point out wisely, that would be wholly unfair. I think she's doing the very best to be everywhere she can possibly be. And the fact that she hasn't got back to me, I'm still doing my best to give her every benefit of the doubt and every I'm affording her every attorney privilege she deserves, which is let her assemble the evidence, let her submit it in court, and let's see what happens and defend her completely as an honest person. And Anyway, that's what I'm doing, even though, hey, she hasn't got back to me at all, Kurt. At least she was getting back to uh, Tucker and crew, right? Well, and so I, I, I get your feeling. That. Um, uh, and she went on to say, President Trump won by a landslide, and we're going to prove it, and we're going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. Now, when it comes to the um, Tucker thing, uh, I think he should you know, do like we try to do, and that is we get the information that, Either she has said, or in this case, here's here's what Lynn Wood said about it. And uh, Tucker ought to be able to look at this and say, hey, uh, you know, this is good enough for me. Uh, this is from a World Net Daily uh, report where it says the headline was, uh, Attorney Lynn Wood team has smoking guns to prove Trump won 105% confident that Biden will never be president. And in the uh, article, it, said, it quotes Lynn Wood and says, I've seen sworn affidavits. I've seen sworn video statements. Um, I think that Rudy and Sidney have done a magnificent job in a short period of time of piecing together a solid legal case on what was intended to be a complicated scheme of fraud as it relates to the voting machines. So if Tucker could just look at, you know, info like that, he doesn't feel uh, maybe he's, you know, uh, would like to have her on, of course, and that kind of thing. And that would put a star on his forehead or whatever. But the point is, is that you could look at um, sources that you trust and say, well, here's here's a fact. And Lynn Wood's somebody who, you know, he says, I've seen sworn affidavits, sworn video statements, you know. That's right, and, and uh, I agree with Lynn, and that's why I say stuff. you've got to defend the process. Tucker, whether he you know wants her on or not, whether he understands it or not, whether he, it, look, he needs to defend the process that our Constitution calls for, Kurt, and it has to do with checks and balances. Okay, it has to do with the popular vote as part of it, uh, the states certifying that it's accurate and legitimate. That's part of it. Uh, dealing with the lawsuits um, and the allegations. And the uh, redress of grievance being sought for by the president of the United States, uh, and then the electric college. Uh, okay, that all those things have to happen. In my opinion, Tucker is short, shortening, uh, wrongfully so that process. Due process has to be carried out, and you can't say because hey, you know what, Sydney didn't just cater to me as a talk show host and deliver everything that I want to see to. You know, to satisfy my standard of what evidence is or not, as if he's the decision maker or the determiner of facts, 
or the deliverer of truth, he's got to step back and say, look, we believe in the court systems in America. You know what? I don't know that I trust them, but we've got to let the process carry out. And we've got to give the benefit of the doubt. And we've got to be willing to, in the media, in my opinion, do the who, what, when, where, why of a story and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm disappointed in Tucker because I think that people like that, when they cave and capitulate, they are, they are denying due process to the president of the United States. Shame on Tucker for that. Okay, this maybe she'll I'll come with you. evidence. Maybe this, maybe that. That undermines her case right there, Kurt. At least in in my opinion, um, yeah, I agree. Um, but I I also think that you could look kind of behind the, I don't know if you want to call it behind the skirts or behind the scenes or whatever there. The Iron Curtain. At Fox. Yeah. Well, you know, you got Fox that, you know, used to be, um, I mean, the president's uh, explained this many times. It used to be quite different than it is now. And so you've got these remaining hosts. Uh, I guess Janine Pirro, the judge, you know, that we talked about, and then uh, Tucker and Laura Ingram, you know, Sean Hannity, a few of them uh, that are probably feeling like they're a minority there, and they're probably feeling a little heat from the other guys who are, you know, after him, and so that might be part of it uh, on the top. Yeah, it could thing, be, and I'm sure you're right about every point you make. I'm merely defending the due process of law, and I'm merely defending that media doesn't decide. It doesn't decide by Tucker, okay? It decides in the courts, Kurt, where the redress of grievance has properly been filed per the Constitution. And we in the media need to afford the president without attack, without abuse, without manipulation. We need to give him every opportunity to let the, the, the case be made for his redress of grievance, uh, for them to you know, uh, unleash all the evidence they have in court uh, and have an appropriate, transparent trial of the evidence and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm just disappointed in Tucker for circumventing that, no matter what pressure he's getting. And if Fox is too much pressure, buddy, why don't you quit, Tucker, and give me a call, buddy. I'll help syndicate a talk show for you, my friend. I'll do it at my expense just for you, sir. Even though you probably got a thousand times more money than I've got. I'll do it anyway. So I get the pressure you're pointing out, Kurt, and you're right, I'm sure. At the same time, though, we've got to be very careful. And this is why I think that Trump's going to lose. Not because the truth isn't on his side, but because even our friends don't stand with us, Kurt. I considered Tucker one of the best people in the media. He was the only one in the mainstream press, him and maybe Laura Ingram to some degree, were the only real two that I really trusted. Lou Dobbs might be third in that list. But I thought Tucker was fair to Ron Paul back when he ran for president. I thought Tucker's done a pretty darn good job. But now shame on him. I'm disappointed, Kurt. You got to stand up and say, look, I'm not even defending Trump here right now. What I'm defending is the rule of law and due process and checks and balances. Okay, that's what we're defending in the courts here. And Sydney, as an attorney, has every right to not be circumvented or short-circuited before she can get her evidence assembled and submitted to court. Hinting or suggesting that she doesn't have it, as she claims, is not fair to her or to Lynn Woods or to Giuliani or to, I can keep going, Jenna Ellis or to the President of the United States or to, I can keep going and going and going. But he even goes so far as to suggest the administration is against Trump on this. Oh, they're saying they don't have the evidence either. Making it sound like everybody, they're trying to get Trump under siege. To where Trump goes, 
Well, if nobody, if my friends don't care about my life or about honesty, then why should I? Yeah, they've been doing that for four years. Uh, yeah, but not Tucker. Miller thing and everybody else. Well, uh, from what I can see, at least from what I've watched of Tucker, that that'd be the, about the only time that I've seen anything about I agree. this. And, and all it has to do with is that he's felt a little slighted because uh, Sidney didn't get back to him. And so he's, you know, I mean, he fell off the wagon just a little bit. I there. agree, and I'm all trying to I help him get back is, on and go, you know what, good point. Yeah. I'm hoping he'll go, you know what, you're right. The due process does matter here. The checks and balances do matter. Give Sidney Powell, give Lynn Wood, give Rudy Giuliani, give um, Jenna Ellis, and whoever else is working on the case, Matthew Staver, many others. Give them a chance to assemble what they've got, folks. And you know what? Let them submit it to court. Let the court cases run their course. Okay? Uh, And let's see what happens here. But let's defend the president uh, as the currently elected president. Okay? You know, the... uh... The Ellis thing is kind of useful here, maybe um, real quick before the hour ends. Um, you know, the attorney that nobody really talks much about. Um, well, we just haven't heard much about up, her, that's all. Right. When she stepped up to the podium, uh, she started by scolding a reporter who shouted a question directed at Trump attorneys Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell, who had just finished giving lengthy remarks. Excuse me, we're not up to the questions at this point. We're not at the questions at this point. She reprimanded the reporter before launching her comments uh, about the media. She said, what you have heard, I'm sure, in the fake newspapers, um, Tomorrow will be one or two things. Either there was not sufficient evidence that we presented or we spoke too long. What you've heard now is basically an opening statement. This is what you can expect to see when we go to court, get the court to actually have a full trial on the merit, to actually show this evidence in court and prove our case. This is not a law and order episode where everything is neatly wrapped up in 60 minutes. Um... You know, anyway. Yeah, amen. I couldn't agree with her more, Kurt. She said it very well. But I'm disappointed in Tucker, though, and I hope he comes to his senses on this, and I hope he does it fast. Because what we need is people to stand up for the rule of law. What we need is people to stand up for appropriate due process. You can express your opinion. If Tucker's like, you know what, I just, I don't think that she has the evidence. I've asked her for it, and she won't give it to me. That's one thing. But to suggest that the White House is against Trump on this, to suggest that because the attorneys haven't given it to Tucker ahead of the courts that it doesn't exist is using the big microphone of the media, in my opinion, to circumvent due process. Intentional or not, shame on you. God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard hitting news the network no refused. Wow, hard hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for November twentieth, in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. Donate liberally 
lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com, archives, radio, free at your fingertips, live and on demand. It is a faith-filled, freedom-loving, fantastic Friday. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the prophet of the church, Russell M. Nelson, will be speaking today at 11 o'clock Mountain Time, 11-minute speech, giving people hope and encouragement. Uh, He says, um, please join me for a special message of hope and healing. And that's today, 11 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. So 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock Central. I'm sorry, 12 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Mountain Time. Church of Jesus Christ, thechurchofjesuschrist.org is the website for that. Check it out. It's, it's just oh, Church, just of, Jesus Church of Jesus Christ. Church of Jesus Christ.org is the website. Yes. Anyway, people might want to check that out. Again, even if you're not a member, uh, give it 11 minutes and see if it doesn't bring blessings, cheer, hope, comfort, strength, uh, faith, stability uh, to your life as you pay attention to it. See if it doesn't uh, you know, make you go, hey, we can do this thing. Things are better than I often feel they are. All right, Kurt. I guess the um, two things. Um, there's a guy by the name of Triggerfish, Kurt. It's a nickname. And he's a friend of ours. And he's starting to create videos under the name of Triggerfish. And uh, he wants us to play some of these videos uh, on the radio. And I've agreed to do it because I think he's got some great commentary. Uh, some pretty good insights and stuff like that. Uh, Triggerfish is a nickname um, you know, the Founding Fathers oftentimes went by nicknames, too, and by pseudonyms and such, right? Well, this is no different. And Triggerfish kind of relates to, there used to be a uh, program in the government called Operation Triggerfish where they'd, they'd monitor all that we were saying and doing, and then when certain phrases or certain things would pop up, then, mm, there you go. Uh, they would fish for information. And then they would, when it hit the filter triggers, then they'd grab that information and scrutinize it and say, hey, do we have a problem here? Uh, that program happened for a long time. But no doubt, Triggerfish is triggering folks as he fishes for news and information that's relevant and then provides commentary on it. Folks are getting triggered all over the country. Triggerfish is his nickname, and we will be uh, carrying forward with um, videos and audio from those videos, from Triggerfish. Here's one to make the point about the COVID. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Triggerfish, and I just want to go over a couple quick things. I'm going to try to keep this little uh, thing as quick as possible and to the point. With everything going on in Congress, trying to pass these uh, COVID relief packages that have all kinds of crazy stuff in them for basically income, income equality, um, global green initiatives, stuff that has nothing to do with COVID-19. And then other world leaders, you just have to ask yourself, is there more of a, um, an agenda here by people of the world to use this COVID thing to further agendas that uh, we don't know about? Um, like I said, not a big conspiracy theory, but I'm just going by what's happening right in front of our eyes. So check it out and uh, listen, watch the videos and see what you think. ...is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. So you heard Justin Trudeau uh, 
basically fulfilling the old uh, saying, don't let any good crisis go to waste. <laughs> um, what does he mean by um, pandemic is an opportunity for a great reset and uh, climate change? What, what does all that have to do with COVID-19? Tell me, what does that have to do with COVID-19? There's no conspiracy here, people. This is words from a prime minister of Canada. This isn't some little peon person saying something. This is the prime minister of Canada saying what he says. It's pretty scary. We're going to use COVID-19 to bring about change in capitalism and uh, bring about uh, global green initiatives because of COVID-19. Really? Well, he's not the only one. We're going to listen to another video here and see what you think about this guy. He's from Germany. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a great reset. So this was Klaus Schwab. This is just an example of two very influential people around the world. Now, not only are they wanting to do this, listen to some of our own congressmen and senators that we have in our own country trying to do the same as well. Look at some of these bills that they've passed or trying to pass what they want to call for. For COVID-19 relief package, they want to create all this global green initiative spending. What's that got to do with helping COVID-19 patients and those struck by COVID-19 uh, unemployment. I mean, give me a break. This is unreal. The things and the depths that people will go, politicians, to funnel money where they want it to go and to, to change the agenda to, to meet what they want to do is just unreal here. Okay, I've got this document up here. You can read uh, through it as I'm talking here. But... Uh, this, this is another example of California Gavin Newsom, um, or Gavin Nuisance, whatever you want to call him. Um, anyway, he is uh, creating uh, strike force teams. <laughs> strike force teams for those who don't wear their mask or gather too many people in one home or stay together for more than two hours. I mean, this is crazy. Um, I... I, I it's, it's crazy, but it's not a laughing matter. Like, I, I realize that this is sad. We are living in times that I believe from the actions, and I don't even, it's not a matter of you just even believing it. It's a matter of proof. They're, they're telling you this. They don't want churches to meet. Um, they don't want families to get together for Thanksgiving. Um, they don't want uh, people to spend more than two hours together for Thanksgiving. Uh, they don't want groups to get together for more than, what is it, uh, some places 10 people, some places uh, 15, some places no more than three families, um, some places, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and here's the thing, there, there's several articles, and you can look this up on the internet, I'm not going to get into this and turn this into an hour-long video, but the family is the center core of communities and societies that do well strong families it's a proven fact strong families attribute to a good society good community and the things that help families to become strong 
or um, create strong families. One of them is, is churches. Churches provide a, a way for families to have trust in each other and have a mor strong moralities and to do what's right and to have uh, strong family values. And, and that's a fact too, you can look that up. So, But we, it seems like we have people who want to destroy the church congregations, make it to where you can't go to church and that way you get used to not going and the congregations just don't ever come back to the size they were before this. Um, get families used to not meeting together. So next year it's like, hey, you know, I didn't go last year. So that's not a big deal. Weaken the family structure, you know. The, all of these are things that the socialist and communist governments love. So what's the purpose of this video? Well, hopefully I'm making some of you aware of how important it is to focus more on the things that are happening right in front of your face and to not let the family be destroyed or strong communities, um, groups, uh, congregations. Don't let that happen because if that does, you become weakened as a nation. And that's another way they divide us as well. So pay attention to the reality. Don't let all the distraction information uh, get you caught up to where you overlook these things that are happening. That's all, folks. And um, hopefully you'll look into this yourself. There you have oh, it, Kurt. I can't forget. Oh, hold Happy on. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. May you enjoy your family and friends this Thanksgiving. Amen to that. Commentary trigger fish. What do you say, Kurt? Well, it's good to have uh, people getting involved and in, uh, being part of the solution, I think. Uh, I don't care if it's trigger fish or anybody else. I welcome their involvement. Yeah, and citizen reporters, Kurt, are getting more and more and more involved. I'm, I'm seeing more citizen reporters making a huge difference. California judge now, Kurt, to make the point that Triggerfish was highlighting right at the end there. California judge allows strip clubs to open, citing First Amendment. Churches remain shuttered. He's right. It's scary, Kurt. What's happening? It's a great point, Sam. It's a shame. I just don't know how long we can receive the blessings of God with the immorality all around us. I hope, as Kurt says, the few righteous can save us. I'll tell you that right now. The FDA now authorized that at-home coronavirus test, Kurt. They say it can be performed entirely at home. It's called the COVID-19 all-in-one test kit. I guess it's manufactured by Lucera Health, and it's administered by a self-collected nasal swab. I'll tell you about it in seconds. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm.
available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, Sam and Kurt back with you live. So they got this new at-home COVID test authorized by the FDA. And I guess it's um, an all-in-one 19 COVID test kit manufactured by Lucera Health. It's administered by self-administered uh, nasal swab. swab, And then I guess they put it into a um, sample vial. Users can see the test results on a light-up screen uh, within 30 minutes, Kurt. So there you have that. How accurate that will be, I don't know. But here's the problem. It takes a prescription to get it. So very strange. We'll see how that pans out. And the United States passed 250,000 coronavirus deaths on Wednesday, they claim. Now, here's what I find fascinating. President Trump said, oh, you might have 200, 250,000 deaths from this thing. And Fauci said we might have millions. Well, we've been talking to you about how we don't have millions like Fauci claimed, not even close. But now the mainstream press uses this to take a swipe at the president saying, oh, he said there'd be 250. We're already at 250 and no end in sight. And so President Trump's wrong. And my response is, so Trump and Fauci both made their best estimates. Both of them are wrong, Kurt. The truth well, lies somewhere in goes between. With them. The Breitbart piece says a medical journal death of man who fell off ladder ruled as natural caused by COVID-19. That's right. So, you know, I mean, that's. um, So you can't trust the numbers, but I submit to you that in every test that we've seen, Kurt, whenever they wear masks, the COVID increases. Whenever they follow the protocols, we've been told COCO increases. So what would it be if we didn't wear masks and if we weren't all forced inside? And now photos emerge of California Governor Gavin Newsom dining unmasked with a large party. Even CNN criticizing the blatant hypocrisy, writes the blaze. So there you go, Kurt. These people believe this lockdown is for us, not for them. But anyway, shame on them abusing Trump by his best guess. They give Fauci a pass. I think we all ought to realize we're doing our best to assess how bad something's going to be or going to get. And, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, 
really know. How many coronavirus deaths are there really? Is the $250,000 num- number they give correct? I don't think so. We've just highlighted uh, big time how, you know what, the numbers can't be trusted. Yesterday we talked about how, you know, heart attack deaths, all kinds of deaths are blamed on the cocoa. So we don't even know if it's true. What we know is that Governor Gavin Newsom is not genuine or honest. We know that, Kurt, with the the photos now out. So any, any comment on this one, Kurt? Well, I think that's all covered, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, your name, sir? You're calling from where? I got to let people know what we're doing because it's silent oh, otherwise. Sorry. What was your I name, sir? We'll put you on the, the air. Phone ring. I didn't hear the phone ring. Hold on. Uh, we'll put you up. Very good. Just a one-man band here, ladies and gentlemen, all by my lonesome. I push every button. I press everything. I talk to everybody all at the same time. Greg, you're on the radio. Yeah, I'd like to say about the China virus, it's, it will go down in history as one of the greatest hoaxes of all time. And um, and I'm fearful that, that if the people don't wake up, that we're going to experience harsher times or more government intrusion into our, our lives. And these edicts, mandates that are passed by the government, uh, mask mandates and what have you, are unconstitutional. You have to ask yourself, where does the government have the authority to issue these kind of mandates, that you have to wear masks, that you have to, you cannot peaceably assemble, and what have you. And, and for example, in totalitarian countries, you're not able to peacefully assemble. And now we have similar laws in America. And... Um, and basically, America is under house arrest, and we have to wake up. I remember uh, a, a few weeks ago, actually a couple of months ago, there was a, a gathering in Orem to protest mass mandates by the, gov- by the governor, and there were about 1,500 people. Not one person was wearing a mask. And so people are beginning to wake up, but it's not enough. We have to have people waking up across America to contest and challenge these mandates. Matter of fact, in Massachusetts, they have curfews now from 10 to 5, 10, to, 10 at night to 5 in the morning. There's also curfews in Ohio and other states. So this is getting way out of control. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And uh, so mandates at that time of the, I mean, uh, curfews at that time of the night, you know, it's like, so it actually it's all about government control and manipulation. And they're going to try to get away with more if they can. And the, basically the people are accepting these mandates and, and, and also, they're accepting the, the, uh, these uh, edicts that they can't assemble or they can't, you shouldn't have Thanksgiving. Rarely, if I had a large home, I would invite 20 people over and invite them over for Thanksgiving just to ignore these mandates. But the mandates are unconstitutional. The, the government doesn't have the authority to issue these mandates. Only the, the legislature can do this. And if the legislature issues these uh, laws or what have you, those laws have to be in compliance with the Constitution. You just can't pass any law that you think that, that might be helpful or whatever, but they have to be in compliance. If, not, if they're not in compliance, these laws are automatically uh, unconstitutional they're un- and un- unenforceable. So we have to wake up and, and realize that this is not about health. It's about uh, political uh, manipulation of the population. And the government is playing politics with medicine, and we have to be aware of that. There's a person by the name of Dr. Roger Hodgkin, Hodgkinson, 
and I think he's from Canada. He has all kinds of degrees, and he's saying that the masks are utterly useless. Uh, you know, people are walking around like lemmings, and and they're abiding by these uh, draconian laws. And we have to wake up because it's got it could get worse, and it looks like it is getting worse. And, and unless we stand up for our freedom, stand up for our rights, um, we can probably kiss our constitution goodbye because this is what governments do. This is what totalitarian governments do. To, to deprive the people of their constitutional rights. And we have to be aware of that and, and, and fight back and, and do what's best for America. And that is not to impose uh, draconian laws upon the people of the United States. And that's what's happening in California and all over the country. And it's alarming. And it's, it's concerning. And we have, to, we have to fight back or push back and, and be aware of, of what the agenda is. Well, Greg, uh, quick question for you. Uh, you know, so as far as I can tell, you said you would, uh, you know, if you had a larger home, you would invite like 20 guests over for Thanksgiving and just uh, to basically, uh, I guess you'd be like protesting um, the government's it, mandate, right? Um, exactly. And yet, I'm, yet I'm in the past, yeah. yet in the past, um, you've never lit a police car on fire or... Uh, you know, like busted up some windows as you peacefully protested? So I wouldn't do that because that would be violating the, the property rights of, of, of other people. And, and so you yeah. have to be, you cannot, you cannot have the liberty to, to loot, to riot, to, to commit mayhem, to, to commit arson. These laws are, uh, doing something like that is, not, is a violation, violation of, of the rights of other people or what have you. So you don't have that authority. You shouldn't go that far as far as, as far as um, you know, taking into account uh, the damage that can be done of other people's property. You don't, you don't have the authority to violate a person's life, liberty, or property. Under this context, you'd be violating, violating someone's property rights and, and liberty rights, and, and these laws are uh, uh, on the books you know, uh, to protect people from losing their property or violating their liberty rights. So anyway, I would not do that, but as far as having a, a gathering at my house, I mean, what's wrong with that? We have a right to people. Well, would you parents. would you try yeah. to have them come in like one at a time under cover of darkness, just to make sure that you know everything no. was all clear? <laughs> maybe maybe have them park no. uh, a couple of blocks away and walk in slowly or something like that. Uh, but oh, no, oh, seriously, oh, oh. Uh, I I appreciate your input. Uh, just a couple of questions for you on the whole election thing. Uh, I just wanted to ask you and kind of pick your brain on that. You know, as you've looked at, um, you know, some of the uh, uh, facts about what's coming out now about the election and uh, the what I call massive voter fraud and all that kind of stuff. Do you have any comments about that and where you see it going and what uh, what you expect okay. and stuff like that? So I'm, uh, we're familiar with the deep state. And my view is that we're up against a gigantic worldwide communist criminal conspiracy to enslave mankind. And Sam alluded uh, earlier that, that some of these machines were, were I don't know, made in, in, in Central South America. Uh, Chavez has something to do with it, or his associates. And, and these other machines are, uh, are, are, are geared to manip manipulate the election. So I just feel that this, the deep state is deeper than we can ever imagine. And, and if they have that much control where they can min, uh, manipulate the election, the, the, the deep state, we're in trouble. I'm just like, how do you stop it? If they can uh, alter the, 
We'll be right back after this. Thanks, Greg. Hold on, Greg. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Vice President Mike Pence is in Georgia Friday to campaign with Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, the Republican incumbents. The bus tour will take them through Canton and Gainesville. Carl Rove on Fox, working with the Republicans, takes a look at what's at stake for conservatives in the Georgia Senate runoffs the first week of January. If we don't control, I have a Republican majority in the U.S. Senate, then they're going to have, as you said earlier, a clear path to this nutty agenda, get rid of the 60-vote rule, and pass every nutty nostrum and lock in a governing Democratic left majority for decades to come. Democrat challengers are John Ossoff and the Reverend Raphael Warnock. A rapper who said he was making a tribute to legendary New York City hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan was recorded shooting a flamethrower from atop of an occupied city bus. The video shot in Brooklyn earlier this month gained national attention after the police union used it as an example of New York City becoming less safe. USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Once approved by the FDA, Operation Warp Speed vaccine should start getting to Americans next month. The Florida governor weighs in. USA Radio News Timberg has the details. Governor Ron DeSantis is promising rapid deployment of COVID-19 vaccines, but he says it's not the only drug in the pipeline. I know there's been a lot of discussion about the vaccines, and rightfully so, it's important. But I think the new therapeutic that was developed by Eli Lilly and is approved for emergency use by the FDA uh, is also very significant. The Republican governor from Florida saying a vaccine deployment plan has been in the works for months and will be implemented once the drugs get federal approval. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Florida has a population of 21.5 million people. A tiny sawwit owl was found in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Dehydrated and hungry, the owl was given an all-you-can-eat mice tray. It's fine and will be returned to the wild this weekend. USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for being alongside here on the uh, Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show from the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Uh, We appreciate all those who make this happen, uh, especially Sam with... uh, all those buttons he has to push and, you know, talk at the same time and do all that as a, uh, well, a man that was born blind. I got to uh, talk to know, Kurt off the air he, and talk to does. Kurt on the air and talk no. to Greg off <laughs> the air and talk to Greg on That's the air right. all at the same time. 
if you've ever watched him uh, when he's doing all this kind of stuff, he'll have like three sets of headphones on, you know, and uh, it's pretty amazing when you only have two ears. I don't even know how it gets it's done. It's a train but, wreck uh, happening, that's for sure. <laughs> and I try to but make anyway, it uh, we, Kurt makes it tough, we, though. Well, of course, I, 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 even in my effort to try to help, I'm always messing things up. Like before when Greg called, I didn't hear the phone ring. So when I hear the phone ring, I'm supposed to fill in. But I just thought, you know, that Sam had commented and I was supposed to be quiet, you know, because and if there's I, undue I already silence, said no, you know. <laughs> then you're supposed to fill that too. That's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, um, you know, a caller has uh, poured in on the uh, network. Uh, his name is Greg. He uh, hails from the uh, Taxachusetts uh, area, and he has now uh, come to his census and now lives in Utah. Uh, and he's got some comments. Um, first, he commented a little earlier about COVID, and now I was asking him, trying to drill into him a little bit. It's my attempt to be a, kind of an attorney or whatever, because I want to make a point uh, using him. I'm hopeful about that. But I want him to tell me what he thinks about uh, after he's seen everything and heard everything, what he thinks will happen with this uh, whole election. Will uh, the president... Uh, be the president again, or will uh, Joe Biden be the uh, new president? What do you say, uh, Greg? Well, it's difficult to say, but I just want to comment on Dr. Bradley. Uh, during the week, he alluded to the fraud that took place when Lyndon Baines Johnson ran for, for the U.S. Senate in, in Congress in Texas you know, many years ago. And there's a book uh, entitled The Path to Power, written by Robert Cairo, K-A-R-O, and he meticulously documents how that, that that the election in that state were were um, were manipulated and fraudulent, and also uh, John Kennedy when he ran for president, there was also a talk about uh, some states uh, their votes were being uh, manipulated, and also the Daily Machine in Chicago and, and, and what have you. So it's not something new, but now it's very pervasive throughout America. And when so when these powers that that, that be can manipulate the, the presidential election, it's like this is like incredible. This is amazing that they can get away with this. Hopefully they won't. Hopefully the, these people who are investigating uh, the fraud of, of the presidential election, uh, their their information will come to light and will get to the courts, and the courts will rule in their favor. But it's you don't know how it's going to turn out. I hope Trump gets in, but you never know. Um, you know, if the, if the justice system prevails, he will get in. If it doesn't, he's not going to get in. And so, yeah. So I want to know what you think is going to hold on. I want to know what you think is going to happen, though. Well, I'm like, that's the honest goodness. I mean, sheesh. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Biden gets in, and that's how corrupt the system is. And it, although these lawyers are on top of things and they're trying to expose the corruption, I mean, it's not certain that they're going to prevail. I mean, I hope they do. But based on past behavior and government behavior, it's very possible or very likely that he may not get in. And that would be a tragedy because if he can't get in, if he doesn't get elected, and then there's, what kind of hope is there for America? I mean, you can vote for a candidate and, uh, and he espouses all the, the principles that you're in favor of, and yet he may not get elected. And so it's like, where's the hope? What can you do? I mean, what's the solution? So. Um, it, it can, it's a very yeah, and my response to that is the hope is in Christ, ladies and gentlemen. 
uh, and the leader of the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will be speaking at 11 o'clock Mountain Time today. Uh, see if he doesn't provide solutions and comfort and strength and guidance and protection and direction and everything else. Churchofjesuschrist.org is where you can watch that. It's coming up in a little less than two hours now. Now, speaking of vaccines really quick, I wanted to get to this. I know we went straight to the election scandals and everything. Well, before you go to the vaccines, can I finish this little thing, yeah. this line of questioning right, real Greg quick? Greg, get started on vaccines is why I'm trying to go back there, you know? But yeah, go ahead, sir. I know. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I want to propose this idea that says those of us who, you know, at least claim we're for um, honesty and justice for all and all that kind of thing, and we want to be kind of uh, supporters of uh Giuliani and uh, Powell and uh, Ellis and all those and the president who, who you know, want all legal votes uh, counted and want the uh, election to be, uh, you know, on the up and up. I would suggest that uh, just like uh, to Tucker Carlson or, uh, you know, I heard uh, Joel Skousen say, hey, you know, uh, uh, basically, it's, you know, we're going to stick a fork in it because it's done and there's no hope for it. I think those kind of comments um, are hurtful to our efforts. And the reason I say that um, is that if by our uh, authorities like Joel Skousen and others, they're saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden's going to be um, the president, then why in the world would anybody who... Uh, looks at a guy like that as an authority, would they continue to fight on or to uh, move on? They would just say, well, uh, Joel says it's up and done, so why why move forward? And so that's why I would recommend to Joel as well as uh, um, Greg and anybody else that we should uh, um, do all we can and uh, not, um, you know, focus on the fear but focus on the faith and uh, hope for the good that way but that's my comments go ahead with your covid yeah so there, before so. we get to covid though i think that you're taking joel skousen and many of us completely out of context though kurt i really do joel skousen did not say there's no hope he did not say stick a fork in it at all he said i believe that the system's so corrupt that joe biden will be president that's an opinion of viewpoint. Then he said clearly, but we must continue to fight on and do all that we can to see justice done. Do all that we can to take care of our families. Do all that we can to prepare for turbulent times that are surely ahead. I don't think that he said stick a fork in it, and I don't think he said it's over and there's no hope. I don't think that's at all what he said. Now, that's just my interpretation of what Joel said. Now, I will say for myself, I'm doing everything I can to see that the president's successful in exposing this fraud. I've literally contacted Sidney Powell to have her on to help. But at the her. same time, Sam, you continue to say that you don't see a way for it to happen. Right? I, I say that I believe that the system is too corrupt and the people are not righteous. And as a result, you know what? When the people are not righteous, there's consequences. So that that's why I say to reality. you that uh, to me that doesn't make any sense to continue to do that, to say, hey, I'm going to work really hard at this. Just like you said about Tucker, he uses his big microphone and he uses it that way and that's the wrong way. Well, we got a smaller microphone, but we're still using it, you know. 
Um, but that is my opinion the reason we shouldn't do that. And I'm not sure what we're doing. So I'm merely telling people the solution. The solution <clears throat> is to keep the commandments of God and turn to God. And if we're a wicked people, if we expect to have honesty in our elections, it's an incongruent reality that I'm pointing out, Kurt. But I'd like to say, if I can make a comment. Sure, Greg. Yeah, so we have a moral obligation to fight against tyranny and oppression. And sometimes things look, look, sometimes things look bleak and, and uh, discouraging, but, but we have to fight on, fight on harder than ever before. Because unless, and, and, you know, again, we, uh, the Lord expects us to fight. The Lord expects us to stand up for our, our rights, our freedom, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and what have you. And, uh, you know, we have to, you know, do everything we can. And, and so and if, we do every, if we do everything we can, the Lord will help us in our battles. I believe in the end, and I believe that you feel the same way. In the end, despite the odds against us, we will prevail against this tyranny and oppression. And, um, and so the Lord's not going to act on our behalf unless we take the initiative to fight back, to fight back for what, you know, what we believe in. And if we do that, I firmly believe that we will prevail in the end, despite, despite what's up against us. So um, that's why it's important to educate people, to enlighten people, as this station is doing. Now, I would um, submit that I, that I highlight more than anybody on the radio that you know that we win in the end and the good side matters, and I'm focusing on what we can do to make the biggest difference, which is turn to yeah. God and keep the commandments. I think that's more than any other item that we can do for solutions. Yeah. So I, I was doing some research, and the Southern Poverty Law Center, I think they're located in Georgia. I could be mistaken. It's Alabama. They sir. consider Liberty, Alabama, Liberty Talk Radio as a terrorist organization. And this is blatant disinformation, and uh, so we. So, so your station is, is enlightening the people, they're informing the people, they're educating the people, and that's what has to take place. I mean, so because of uh, you know, your stand on freedom and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and for America, people are beginning to wake up, and they realize that uh, you know what they're up against, and, and so you're providing that information to the public or the hearing public, and it's Hang great. Tight, Greg. It's great what you're doing stuff. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. 
After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. Defendapatriot.com. I'm not sure how Kurt would want me to do it different, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know that I'm allowed to express my opinion on the program anymore. I don't know how Kurt would want it to be. I don't know how Kurt would run it if he had his choice. If he could just make sure we all fell in lockstep with what he thinks, I'm not sure how it would go. How do you think it would be, Kurt? How should we, what should we do? What should we, how should we do it? Should we never express an opinion that the people are wicked and therefore consequences are going to happen due to our wickedness? Can we ever highlight that? All right, I get silence. Greg, what do you think? Can we ever highlight that we believe that because of our wickedness as a people, there's consequences? There's heck to pay uh, when you turn your back on God. Can we ever bring that up? Yeah. Well, there are consequences if we do not take the initiative to fight against tyranny and oppression. And, um, again, the Lord expects us to, to take a stand and fight for our agency, to fight for, for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And um, I have to say this. I mean, Kurt... I admire Kurt because he's up five days a week. He's a co-host, and he's not getting paid for this. And, and so I appreciate what he does. And I'm, I reflect back on the many times he's been on the radio and for the years and years and years, and yourself also. And it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of commitment. And I have to admire you, too, for the wonderful work that you do and trying to bring things to light, trying to uh, – uh, you know, expose the, the these combinations and, and these wicked organizations that are prevalent throughout America, trying to destroy our republic. So, um, you know, I have to I have to rely on information uh, from Liberty Talk Radio because you can't get the information elsewhere. You can, but I mean, but it's, I'm glad that your station takes the, the initiative and the time and the effort to expose, you know, what's going on in America. And, and fighting against it, and, and also you're enlightened. You're, we're enlightened by what you have to say, and we're educated by what you have to say, and it helps us to uh, prevent um, this uh, this onslaught of tyranny that is going on throughout America. So, well, I hope I haven't given you the message. I hope I haven't given you the message, Greg, not to fight, not to stand, not to work towards things that are solutions oriented. I hope I haven't given you that message. Have I? No, no. I mean, I I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I I think we have to to fight back. And, and despite how dismal it might look, we have to fight back. We're obligated to fight back. Um, we're morally obligated to, to, to do something about this. And, and so I look at it, I think basically, in my opinion, it's over, kind of over. But you never know. I mean, if the people wake up and they say, there may be time for, for them to wake up and turn the tide. But, but um, <clears throat> based on past history, it doesn't look that way. But you have to fight back enlighten the people, expose the, this corruption that's going on throughout America. There's always hope, and, Greg. Uh, There's always hope. The question is, what do you have hope in, right? So, for well, example... I, have, I believe... I, okay, go ahead. For example, Rand Paul says this on Newsmax TV. 
Fosse will keep us masked until the end. <clears throat> or Fauci, whatever you want to call this guy. Okay? Yeah. Now, I agree with Rand. That's what Fauci's agenda is. And I would do all within my power to have Fauci fired. I was told after the election. I don't know if we're after the election or not. That's hard to tell, you know. To me, the election is not over yet. But some say that it is. I say that it's not. Nevertheless, um, President Trump is supposed to fire Fauci. I, I hope it happens soon because I believe he's been the wrong voice on this for a long time. Now, can I bring that up? Can I mention my thought certainly. on that? Yes, yeah, certainly. And as long as yeah, Fauci totally lords agree. over the people, the people will suffer. Well, Trump should be aware of this. He should fire Fauci. And uh, Fauci initially said, you don't have to wear a mask. It's not going to be helpful. And then he changed his opinion. And, and, um, and the coronavirus or the China virus, um, it's not going to protect. A mask is, isn't going to protect you from the virus because the particles of the coronavirus are so minute and so, so small that they will penetrate the mask. And so it's not effective unless you buy an N95 mask or take you know, a, 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 a protection to, to that extent. But the basic mask that you wear, they're not helpful. And when I see people walking around, you know, the, the, this, you know, in the malls and, and the, the uh, you know, grocery centers and what have you, it's just alarming that how they're in compliance. So usually I walk into Walmart or I walk into Macy's or what have you without a mask, and no one says anything. Sometimes I get a, a weird look from people on occasion, but, but um, I hate to be in, I don't want to be in compliance with it because it just it bothers me that these this is this is what. Um, totalitarian governments do they make these man they enforce these mandates and edicts that are unconstitutional and uh, people are uh, willingly in compliance and that bothers me that they're not taking the initiative to fight back to contest it to challenge it and um, although there were rallies in Utah over the last several months where people did fight back but overall the vast majority of people are in compliance with these mandates which are unconstitutional and I think that we have to enlighten them and educate them. And if they knew the facts, if they had the facts, if they, if they were aware of the truth, there'd be more opposition to these mass That's mandates. That's true. There's a new so, study out. <clears throat> Danish study says masks don't work. So we have ample evidence. But you know what? The debate is on. And the mandates are here. But Right. But a lot of people are not aware of the other side of the debate. And that's why... They're, they're totally in compliance, and that's what bothers me. They're just not doing their homework. They're not. They're not. They don't want to be educated. They don't want to be enlightened. They just want to be in compliance and and go along and try to be good citizens. And and, and, I, and, and I'm uh, saying, if we have the, that attitude in America, and that attitude prevails, we are in trouble, and there will be consequences. Exactly. And that's what bothers me is that you can't. They're talking for, for Thanksgiving. The government is saying, "Well, you shouldn't be, you know, visiting with your relatives or family." And, you know, it, it, and I'm saying, so you've got to be kidding me. This is a, a traditional American holiday, and, um, and it's, it brings families together. It, it's a, a wonderful situation where you, where you can get together with your families and enjoy the food and, and, and conversation. And now they're telling us that they're, they're advising us not to get together with our families you know, for the holiday weekend. And, and so this is, like, ludicrous. It's ridiculous. And uh, so how far are they going to go with this? I mean, now, like I said, in some states they have curfews. They're going to go as far as they need to go. They're going to go as far as they need to go for Operation Jubilee, the Great Reset, to happen, sir. If we let them, yeah, that's how far they're going to go, sir. Right, and then, and then that uh, was that trigger of fish. What was that? It was trigger fish. It was a nickname of a of a friend. Yeah, 
And so they're talking about resets in Canada and resets in Germany. So this is all all planned. And, um, and they're going to try to get away, away with as much as they can unless there's resistance from the, from the public. And, and so this is a worldwide agenda to enslave mankind, really. This is part of it. Yes, and, you're right um, about that. Here's a little, little update for you, Greg and uh, Sam, uh, on the uh, Tucker Carlson thing with uh, Sidney Powell. Uh, I guess uh, Sidney Powell was on the uh, Friday morning, that's this morning's uh, Fox Business Network's uh, Morning with Maria program, and she responded to Tucker Carlson, who's, this is according to Breitbart, who a night earlier or last night had said his show had asked for evidence from Powell to back up allegations. Electronic voting machines had changed millions of votes that went for President Donald Trump. Uh, Powell called Carlson's request, quote, insulting, demanding, and rude. He, she said, I, uh, I, didn't get, I didn't get angry with the request to provide evidence, she said. In fact, I sent an affidavit to Tucker that I had not even attached to a pleading yet to help him understand the situation, and I offered him another witness who could explain the math and the statistical evidence far better than I can. I'm not really a numbers person. He was insulting, demanding, and rude, and I told him not to contact me again in those terms. That's the end of the story. I will say this, um, that just like um, us and I'm sure Tucker has a whole lot more staff than us. It may be that Tucker never even got the thing that. Um, oh, that's know, typical. Powell the sent to him. for sure. You know, I know, and uh, you know, and then he may, you know, have different feelings about it, and then maybe if, if it was emails back and forth or whatever, maybe sh she's getting stuff written to her from Tucker that isn't really from Tucker. Well, and, and that's a problem. So Tucker needs you know, to solve. you just gotta. Yeah, that's right. You just got to be careful about all that. And in response to your thing, Sam, your question, I was just, you know, I have to think long and hard because it, my little brain, it takes me a long time to kind of figure out any response. But if if you were on a football team and uh, either you or Greg or any of us and uh, your coach said, look, man, um, you know, it's a great game and it's, uh, you know, we're up against a really tough opponent uh and uh, here's our plan, and, uh, you know, everybody's going to do their part and stuff like that. But, by the way, in the end, we're going to lose. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, it would just make it a little difficult as a team player to go ahead and move forward because your coach really doesn't believe in the end that you will win. I believe we will opinion, win. Sam. Well, we just you may not win the president. The end, you talk about that's exactly so it's like the a game play. I'm if, talking if about. If they throw Sam. the ball the wrong direction over and over and over, and I say you got to stop throwing the ball the wrong direction, guys, listen to me. You got to throw it this way. You can't throw it the wrong direction from where your goal line is. You can't run and hammer dunk in a basketball game to the wrong goal. You can't throw the ball backwards. You're never going to win if you do that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we can't win. We may not get our president installed because the courts are too corrupt because the people aren't demanding it. Most folks are just disengaged. Okay, but So I don't think I'm saying we're not going to win. I've pointed to George yeah. Washington and say we win in the end all the time. Yeah. So we may not win the battle, and but the win we is the end. win the war. We'll win the war. You know, but I, I, so if I was a coach, I mean, I realize we're up against a team that we, we can't beat. I wouldn't convey that 
that uh, message to the, the players, but I would say let's do the best we can. And I, I mean, even though it doesn't look, it looks bleak that we might not prevail against them, but but uh, you always have to have a message of hope. And I know Sam always has messages of hope and Kurt and what have you, but I just feel that that despite the odds against us, we may not win the battles, but we're definitely going to win the war. Amen to that reality I'm, check. And I, and, I, and I would say this. I'm not trying to say we're never going to win, but I, I think I should say that you can't throw the ball the wrong direction. You've got to follow fundamental principles. And if we choose wickedness as a country, I'm telling you right now, that's like throwing the ball the wrong direction. You're not going to win doing that, I'm telling you right now. Um, but I believe we will win, and I believe people like us will be part of the reason we do win. And people like Candace Owens. Let me get to her story really quick before the end of the hour. Candace Owens is suing Facebook fact checkers for defamation. Time to fact check the fact checkers, she says. And I say good honor. And uh, how many people are willing to tell you that news? Good for Candace. She's on the right side of the ball. She's throwing the right direction, just like Sydney Powell is, and she's doing a good job. And I want to Here's do all I can to help Candace as well. One thing to throw in real quick, our buddy Jerry Hughes would always teach us nothing is official until it's been denied in Washington, D.C. Here's a quote from Obama. He says, no actual evidence, anything illegal, fraudulent took place in election. Um, you know, so that's... Um, telling you for sure we're in, well, there's a lot of fraud and i've mentioned over and over and over that i'm convinced trump's right i've said that a hundred percent of the time and i've said that trump has every opportunity and every obligation to pursue his legal remedy and i'm going to help him do that very thing i'm just telling you that if we're going to start throwing the ball in the right direction that's what we've got to start doing and it takes the american people standing up and it takes us to choose righteousness and if we can do those two things i no doubt believe we can win those are some big ifs, though. Amen to that. And if we choose to lose and throw the ball the wrong direction and ignore folks like Sam Bushman, um, then I say, you know what? I'm not surprised we're going to get the results we're getting. I'm just not. And I, if that sounds negative, I'm sorry. I don't mean to quit fighting. Never. We'll never give up. We'll always stand for the sacred cause. In fact, it's me who says we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will save America. 